Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Good Tuesday to you all. Andrew Coppins alongside Pat Oni here on Critical Thinking. You know the drill by now. You can follow us on social media. I'm at the Coppins Show, except for on Instagram, where it is Critical Thinking Show. Um, we had to make that change just because there were a lot of or was a lot of confusion as to which account was which for me. Uh, one was on real estate, and the other happens to be <clears throat> the show page. So um, it's at Critical Thinking Show on Instagram, uh, where you can see reels and and fun and frivolity and, and all that wonderful goodness. Um, <clears throat> now, it is a truth or fiction Tuesday here on the show. So <clears throat> that's what we're going to do. We're each going to bring a, a couple of truth or fiction statements to the table discuss amongst ourselves let us know what you think on these topics uh, again on social media at the coppin show at the pat Oni show at critical thinking show on instagram and um pat i think i'll go first this time because usually i have you go first um mainly because well it's my show and and i get to decide who goes when where why how but today i'm gonna go first so <clears throat> my first truth or fiction is that the next move of the left will be to dictate how much wealth you are allowed to have. Again, the next move of the left will be to dictate how much wealth you are allowed to have, a.k.a. billionaires shouldn't exist. And I want to play a video for you before you react, because this is an actual discussion that was had. So I, I want you to, to listen to this and then react. I don't see how anyone could ever spend a billion dollars. It's not a necessity to have that much money. And I feel like there is a certain cap in which like you can completely survive and thrive with this amount of money. And then if you surpass that, you're just hoarding. So put it another way, that is Billionaires shouldn't exist. Truth or fiction? Well, I mean, this is the goal of your modern progressive left, right? Is to spread their wealth, share the load, pay your fair share, however you want to break it down. Uh, they 
they they want this for you, but not necessarily for themselves, though. Because how does Bernie Sanders get to where Bernie Sanders is? Do you really think Bernie Sanders is going to give up his wealth for the sake of? But he's only a millionaire, not a billionaire, Pat. Remember, ten years ago, the 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 tagline for the left was millionaires and billionaires need to be taxed out of existence, or not even out of existence, but that they they needed to be put in their place and pay their fair share, right? Doesn't matter though. <clears throat> Bernie Sanders no longer right. uses the words millionaires and billionaires, right? He uses just the word billionaire. Doesn't matter. I mean, ten years from now, it's going to be a different term. It's going to be essentially the same thing, right? Okay. So yeah, I, I I do think that this is truth, in the sense of they are going to try to regulate your wealth. They're not necessarily going to try to regulate their own wealth, but they're going to try to regulate yours. Okay. Um, and I think that that's where this is ultimately going. It's been going in this direction, I think, for some time. And I want to be clear here. Theoretically, this has been something that the left has talked about for a decade, if not longer, right? Right, right. However, what I am talking about is they've gone down the road of some version of the Green New Deal. They've gone down the roads of Build Back Better. They've gone down the road of backdooring most of their agenda, right, on a smaller scale. So what would be next? The the thing that is next, and and I think about this from the perspective of two two different things here, Pat. Why do we need 87,000 new IRS agents when there are not 87,000 billionaires in this country? Why do we need that? We need it. And most importantly, why does the description ask people to be comfortable carrying and using firearms? It's because they are about to flip the script. Because once they have the structure in place to enforce it, they will do it. But did you notice in the video, right, that I played, it was once you get a, they weren't even arguing about billionaires. This individual had talked about once you get beyond a certain amount of wealth or a certain amount of earnings in a year, notice that they don't understand the difference between wealth and earning. Right. Does Elon Musk, for example, the the alleged richest man in the world, right? Does he earn multi-billions of dollars every year? Or is it because he is worth multi-billions of dollars? He's worth that. He is worth that because of assets, because of business, because of investment, because of this, because of that. His actual earnings per year might be in a couple of millions or tens of millions of dollars. It's the same concept as starting a pass-through business, right? Right. My business, my real estate business is a pass-through business. It is done that way to, number one, make sure that I'm shielded from liability so that my assets, my physical assets, my home, my, you know, all the things that I personally own are protected from business liability. But am I worth just the amount of money that I earned this year? No. No, no I'm not. 
I am worth the sum total of all the things that I own, that I build, that I create, that I do and have. So what I noticed in this video wasn't just that they started. It was a start of the argument, right? The argument started about billionaires and then migrated into we're going to be we should dictate to you how much money you're allowed to earn. And if you earn beyond that, it is all ours. It is all the governments to do to redistribute as they see fit. That is the argument that is going to come from the left now. Is that it's not about your wealth, it's about what you earn. How else and why else do they need to double the IRS? It is not about enforcing right. a tax code because ultimately isn't the argument then, Pat, hear me out on this, isn't the actual argument that the tax code is too burdensome? to be able to enforce correctly. So we have we have that that argument, right? That is the crux of what the actual thing with the IRS is. It is they are telling us, well, we have to hire these 87,000 new agents because we need to better enforce the tax code. Or alternatively, hear me out on this, you could simplify it so that everybody is playing by the same rules. And that those of us who are smart enough, and by the way, I will tell you this, if you earn $30,000 a year, hire a freaking CPA. It'll cost you $700, $800. It will be worth it in the end because you will make way more than that on the back end. Hire a CPA. It is worth every penny to every one of you. Also, who are the people being audited? You earning $30,000 a year. 95% of the people who are being audited right now earn less than $40,000 a year. Hire a CPA. Do it because you will benefit from it in the end. Now, that all having been said, again, Pat, this is about them trying to not destroy wealth, destroy earnings to make you beholden to we need to only earn up until this point and it is the counter argument right pat to the um the pell grants the um the 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 federal student loan programs that are out there right magically the the price of uh going to college has gone from 10,000 to 15 to 20,000 just as the ten to fifteen to twenty thousand uh, dollar amounts of money that people are being loaned happen. Also, Pat, we just saw this last week while you were out. The Ford Motor Company announced all of its electric vehicles are going to be uh, going up in price by about seven thousand or seventy five hundred dollars. What also was announced last week, Pat? The Inflation Reduction Act. Mm hmm. And part of that Inflation Reduction Act was what? A 7500 yeah. or a increase in the tax credit on EVs by $2,7500. It's literally the argument I've been making about how if government sets the, the, the prices, right? If government is picking the winners and losers, everybody will move their price point to where the government is because they're going to try to maximize the profit. A $7,500 tax credit eats at the profit of the business. It eats at their ability to 
make money on the vehicle. So they're going to raise the price by what government is dictating. But, Pat, in this argument, I want I want you to hear this because this, I think, is the biggest takedown of the argument I have ever heard. This is the biggest takedown of the billionaires shouldn't exist argument, and I cannot put it better. And you look at a lot of billionaires who have gotten that way because of the just incredible amount of value they've given to society. I won't even talk about a huge, crazy billionaire. I'll talk about Jay-Z, who is a billionaire. He made amazing music. That's how he became a billionaire. And so I don't think it's the government's job to interject and say, okay, you have too much. We need to give it away. I mean, it would also never happen in any other arena. No one's going to go, hey, Simone Biles, you have too many gold medals. We're going to take them from you and we're going to give them to the other people who weren't as talented as you. Can I, is there Damn. any other thing we want to say on that? I mean, I mean, th that, that has been. That has been basically our argument for years is like, like, why would you take someone else's wealth and give it to somebody else because they didn't work as hard? I, I, I want to be or, I want to be careful about that. It's not about working as hard. It has nothing right. to do with that. Absolutely nothing to do with that. It it what it has to do is with somebody's monetary successfulness, right? Because I right. could work you know, 90 hours a week, um, I could do right. all of these things, right? I could buy a house and try to flip it and end upside down while somebody else buys the house next door, flips it, earns $50,000, right? I, I, Everything could be equal except for what I do in the circumstances of my loan, my, you know, all of those things. I, so it's not about working hard. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with number one, understanding money. Right. right. Number two, um, circumstance. And number three, um, divergent interests. Right. It, it has nothing to do with your effort. I mean, if, if that were the case, right? So here's a great example of this, Pat. Um, Look at the NFL. Is it down to effort? Circumstance? Like, why, why is one player who practices every day, who puts it in in the weight room, who does all the things, everything being equal, what makes one player better than the, no, the next? I mean, a lot of it comes down to talent. Right? I would argue if you're in the NFL, you're, you're the cream of the talent crop for, for football. Right. Well, you're right, but but not not all talent is the same in the NFL. Okay, so I, I used this example in talking to my dad last night. Um, finally got a chance to to catch up um, after the first Packer preseason game. What is the difference between what Aaron Rodgers looked like in his first three years, where he literally just sat behind Brett Favre and Jordan Love? What is the difference between the two? The difference is that something has, had already clicked with Aaron Rodgers mentally and something there. They both have all the arm talent in the world, the ability to drop a dime 65 yards down the field, the ability to throw one right in to, you know, crazy ass coverage, right? They all, they both have right. all of the ability in the world. What is the difference? One of them gets it. The other one hasn't gotten it to turn on mentally. Like there's just little things that make a difference. 
<clears throat> what makes a difference between somebody who works for an HVAC company and owns their own HVAC company? Risk. Somebody is more risk adverse. Somebody is more risk taking. So right. th- that could be just as simple as that. Somebody could be comfortable while being smart, while being driven. Somebody can also be comfortable just, hey, you know what? I like what I'm doing. I'm cool with that. Other people decide, you know what? I want to take a risk. And sometimes those risks pay off. Sometimes they don't. And that's some ultimately the difference. Are you a risk taker or not? That can be the difference. So I want to be careful about saying hard work. I mean, I know people who work 80 hours a week and mm. they're earning 20 bucks an hour while somebody is earning $100 an hour and they might do five hours of work. Yeah. I, my 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 apologies for misspeaking on that. I I still have like, like COVID NyQuil brain <laughs> no 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 I, I know what you were saying i know what yeah. you were going to say i just want people to understand we're not talking about effort that, that's not what we're talking right, about right right we are talking about the 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 subtle things that make a difference between somebody who's earning 20 dollars an hour and somebody getting to 100 dollars, or somebody who's comfortable earning 20 dollars an hour or whatever the wage marker is for their particular job and they like what they're doing and somebody having ultimate ambition. What makes Elon Musk different or let's say Grant Cardone different than you just owning one home, right? What makes right. you different? It is the the mentality that they have is different than your mentality and there is no right answer to it. That is the problem that we have with our society today is that we think that there has to be this or that, that either you are a have or a have not. Not not to mention who gets to determine the fairness level of of how that wealth is distributed to. In in any free market economy that we advocate for, right, Pat? The difference between capitalism and free market economy, capitalism is about wealth. Free market economies are exchange. Wealth and exchange are different because exchange could be, I don't have billions of dollars, but I have corn or I'm a farmer and I'm growing this crop or that crop or I've got dairy cows or I've got cattle or I've got whatever, right? I've got something that has some sort of a value to it and I'm willing to exchange that for something that I would value in return. Is that wealth? Yes, it is. It is wealth, but it's a different version of wealth. It is not capital. It is not money. It is a good or a service that I am willingly exchanging for another good or service that I value at a certain price point or a or a barter or however we want to exchange that free of government intervention, free of it. If I choose to say, you know what, I'm going to give a cattle to my neighbor in exchange for the corn that I couldn't grow this year. Who's the government to tell me that I can't do that? That is the difference. That is still an exchange of wealth, by the way, because these things have value, but it's a value to the people who are exchanging said good or service. That is the ultimate difference between capitalism Capitalism is about somebody accumulating enough wealth 
to build capital, to build a product, a service, a good, a building, right? To build that up, to then sell it to somebody else for whatever value the person who had the capital believes it to be. The only exchange happens when I set a price, right? When I set a price, somebody willing to meet that price. In the exchange version of free market economics, it is an actual barter. It is, I value X amount of acreage of corn, right, at this, and I'm willing to give you this in return. And we discuss it. Um, you know, and or ultimately I set a price for this and I value it there, but I'm willing to ultimately come down, right? Or I'm willing to say, you know what, I'll also give you this for this amount of money plus something else. It is about the ability to exchange versus accumulation of wealth. Because in order for Amazon to have existed, in order for um, Apple to go where it was, right? Somebody had to bring capital to the table to create a good or service. And then they continue to build capital to continue to build out a business, to continue to innovate, to continue to do all the things that they've done. It doesn't just happen out of, an, out of the good of their heart, right? And I want people to understand that. Now, Pat, I know that you've got a truth or fiction that we need to get to. Truth or fiction, after the Mar-a-Lago raid last week, uh, the, the raid itself uh, will all but solidify a GOP red wave this November. Fiction. Absolute fiction. Okay. Absolute fiction. Um, so this has almost nothing to do with Mar-a-Lago, absolutely nothing to do with it. There are eight quote unquote toss up seats right now in the election. If you look at the polling, if you look at all the, the punditry, if you will, right? Five of those eight are Republican held seats. Not only do they have to hold all five of those seats, they have to find a win somewhere else. What is the likelihood of all of that happening? Ron Johnson in Wisconsin is a great example. I don't know that he continues to win because he has been one of the most fervent COVID-19, um, you know, anti-January 6th uh, type individual. He's been one of the people next to um, Rand Paul who have been on top of Anthony Fauci and all the bull crap that they've been spewing. So at the end of the day, I look at this from the perspective of the only way a red wave happens is if they take both the House and the Senate. Now, I will say this, in 2024, the math, just the simple math and the simple demographics of the senatorial races that are out there, it is much more likely that they end up with a veto-proof majority in the Senate. Because it is very likely that they pick up eight to 10 seats in 2024 in the Senate. It's very likely that that does happen. Now, the other thing that you have to ask yourself is Herschel Walker beating Raphael Warnock in Georgia? Nope, not right now. He's 
far, far, far behind. Does the Mar-a-Lago raid make people... I, 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 let, me, let me also add this to the mix, I guess. Does the Mar-a-Lago raid change enough people's minds about voting the way that they were going to vote? Are there enough independents out there in individual state races, in individual senatorial races, to make a difference? Or have people already gone to their corners in such a, a way that it that whatever is there is there right now? Is this or is this not the right's version of the overturn of Roe versus Wade? Look at it from that perspective, too. Is this something that's just going to go away in terms of fervency? Ultimately, I come down to there's no red wave coming that would be any different regardless of the Mar-a-Lago raid. It, the math doesn't help them in the Senate. We already know that it is very likely that the Congress flips, right? That has been baked in the cake all year long. The, the math works there. It already works. The only way that I see a red wave happening from the Mar-a-Lago raids is if the Department of Justice doesn't actually have the goods and politically and unevenly applies some sort of the Espionage Act, right? Because what I am seeing are people who are not cool with using the Department of Justice to go after political opponents like this. We don't know all the details, right? We really don't. And, and every day, the details come out. Can we trust those details, right? Can we trust them? I don't know. I don't know if I can trust what Trump is saying because time and again, he, you know, he's claimed, well, they took my three passports, one of which was expired. The FBI says, uh, yeah, no. We don't have those. So we're playing a he said, she said game, right? We're, we're playing a, can I believe a serial liar in Donald Trump, right? This man has lied his entire career. He has lied and lied and lied and lied and lied and lied to get where he's at. Or do I believe a serial liar in the FBI and the Department of Justice? Who do you believe? Who do you believe at the end of the day? I believe that Donald Trump likely is guilty of something here. I firmly believe that he probably mishandled documents and, and because he, he believes that he is sloppy. Let's just put it that way. He's not a tidy individual. He has people that are tidy around him, right? But he, as an individual, is very sloppy. The FBI is very sloppy. The Department of Justice is very sloppy. It is very possible that there's something that they're going to be able to indict him on. Now, if that indictment comes down without the goods, without transparency from the FBI and the Department of Justice, which we're not going to get, by the way, because they're going to seal the ever-loving crap out of those documents. They're going to, they're going to bury that crap 
because, well, it's an ongoing investigation because we're going to charge him because this, because that, right? There's an indictment. So these things have to be sealed because they're quote unquote classified documents, except for were they declassified or not? We don't know, right? All of that, all of that stuff comes down to this, Pat. Does it change anybody's mind or does it change enough minds to flip Herschel Walker versus Raphael Warnock? Does it, you know, does it change enough minds in which uh, Dr. Oz wins in Pennsylvania? Does it change enough minds in which uh, the, the race in New Hampshire, New Hampshire changes? Does it change enough minds? I, I don't see it. What say you? I mean, I was going to say just alone with with what's going on in the Senate. If you're looking at polling numbers today, I mean, the the, the race has tightened a lot within the Senate races, um, and and it's even projected so much that um, it looks like the Democrats will retain the the Senate, um, the House not so much, but just just based on those numbers alone, um, no, I, I would definitely agree that this is fiction um and then because but the other thing too is you know you see the the fox news headline from from trump saying oh yeah this will this will more logo will help gop victories no no not really not really yeah i thought without the good yeah exactly and i think at yeah. the end of the day it's just unless this is the most bungled thing i have ever seen right which i think it could be this was a stupid idea. If you were going to do this, why not just wait till after the midterm elections? Right? Because all you did was galvanize everybody who was going to vote Team GOP to get out to the poll. Um, I just... I struggle because, you know, we, we, see, we see a changing of the sourced material as to what was and wasn't actually going to be um, brought. And I think the only way that this changes is if, again, the FBI and the DOJ have the goods, right? Here's the actual proof of him breaking major laws. Because the Espionage Act, while vague at times, is also a pretty major thing to, to charge somebody with, okay? If they have those goods, that is a game changer it absolutely is from multiple perspectives because unless they have that and they charge him i would say this the banana republic bullcrap that would come from this is is something that would change this equation i think everybody would say uh-uh no 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 get these guys the hell out of here um and we do see a red wave but i don't see that happening I don't think Merrick Garland is that stupid. I think he misstepped when he did this because he should have gotten out in front of this, right? He should have that day, as soon as they started to execute that raid, gotten out and said, boom, the American people, I want you to trust me. Here's what we're looking for. Here's why we're looking for it. And here's the timeline. We haven't seen any of that. It was basically shut up and trust me. More importantly, Merrick Garland should have been nowhere near this investigation. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near signing off on the raid. Nowhere near it. He is, he is, you know, it's not even just about the actual conflict of interest here. It's the appearance 
of conflict of interest. Whom, which political individual killed his ultimate dream? His ultimate dream of getting onto the Supreme Court. Donald John Trump did. Donald John Trump removed his, um, his appointment, right? He took it off the table. He pulled the rug out from Merrick Garland. He's the one who did it. Now, it's true that the, the election also did it. It's true that Mitch McConnell stalling it had a role in it. But ultimately, Donald Trump could have said, you know what? Uh, fair game. Here you go. No, he didn't. You know what I mean? Like, so this guy has a vendetta, an agenda. Everybody does that's involved with this. It's, it's awful all the way around. So again, I think the only way that, that that statement becomes true is if things look worse than they already do for the FBI and DOJ between now and November. They have to be able to charge him. They have to be able to, in the court of public opinion, put out enough information for people to understand what's coming. This has to be the most transparent, chargeable document we have ever seen. If it is anything other than that, it's not just the conspiracy theorists that are going to come for you. It's going to be the center. It's going to be the people who who want the the temperature of our hot civil war, if you will, to cool down. That will turn on them. Now, speaking of questions for you, Pat, I got a question for you. Are you ready for the B or not the B? I'm always ready for the B or not the B. All right, today's headline. Science says bachelorette parties are destroying LGBTQ safe spaces. Science says bachelorette parties are destroying LGBTQ safe spaces. And while you are thinking about that, folks, if you are in the Chicagoland area, if you know anybody who's moving here, moving out, um, I, or if you have somebody or yourself are looking to move, come talk to me. Andrew Coppins, realtor, licensed here in Illinois with Exit Strategy Realty. If you are looking to move and you don't have somebody that you trust as a realtor, hit me up. Even if you don't live in Illinois, I can refer you to an agent who I trust, whom you should be able to trust to help you in your buying, your selling process. And if you are here in the Chicagoland area, I would love to speak to you. Just go to closewithcoppins.com or at close with Coppins on Instagram, DM me, let me know. Let's schedule some time together. Um, let me get to know your needs, your goals, your wants. This has been brought to you by Andrew Coppins Realtor, Exit Strategy Realty, licensed here in Illinois. All right. Do you need the headline one more time? One more time. Science says bachelorette parties are destroying LGBTQ safe spaces. So let me let me make sure I understand this correctly. Uh, our Lord, President, Savior, Doctor Anthony Fauci is saying bachelorette parties are destroying LGBTQ plus. I'm not saying spaces. one way or the other. Well, you said science. Okay. I'm I'm not giving you a hint, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Babylon B. That, that that feels like a Babylon B headline. Final answer. Yeah, but uh, this could be totally be not the B. And you just cost us $50 of Dominic Izzo's totally legit Wing Chun money. So This so is wait. not the B. Irony-free headline of the day, science says bachelorette parties are destroying LGBTQ safe spaces. 
<clears throat> this from Why MSN, Fa- by the way. Why is Fauci so bigoted? <laughs> no, 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 Pat. I said science, well, not the science. Trademark. Okay, fair enough. The truth, registered trademark. Because you saw that last week, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. The the chutzpah. The mm-hmm. cojones. The hubris. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the MSN um, article says this. While gay men having long complained about straight women holding bachelorette parties in gay bars, two researchers say that the celebrations are a form of heterification that is actively destroying LGBTQ safe spaces. Heterification of gay spaces. That's right. Margaritas are violence. So says not to be. In case you were wondering what heterification means, it doesn't. <laughs> that is, it's a made-up word that does not exist beyond the minds of the researchers. Like gentrification, heterification occurs when people feel privileged to take over the spaces of others. That is not what gentrification means, you dumbasses. Anyway, um, incidentally, <clears throat> the term researchers should be used very loosely here. Science says, quote-unquote, two researchers, Laurie Essing, a professor of, wait for this, Pat, gender, sexuality, and feminist studies at Middlebury College in Vermont, and Vincent Jones II, professor of community health at York College in New York, uh, just, uh, oh, by the way, Middlebury College, this is what they, they, they talk about the the uh, the type of people they want at their uh, college. Global thinker, bridge builder, advocate, activist, environmentalist, trailblazer, adventurer, collaborator. If that's who you are or who you want to become, then Middlebury is where you belong. Um. Also, from the bio of Laura Essing at Middlebury, a sociologist who teaches courses in heterosexuality, white people, freakishness, and feminist blogging. Your money is going to this shit. So next time you tell me, oh, I don't know if we can eliminate the Department of Education. You're paying for this shit. Nope. Well, it's a private college. Right, and private colleges um, get public funding. How about we end that too, Pat? Why not? Why not? This is insane. This is all insane. So, Pat, let's move forward here because I have a brand new truth or fiction for you. The trans activist community have so overplayed their hand that the rest of the gay rights movement is going to turn on them. Truth or fiction? Truth. The reason I say that is because if everyone's trans, what's the point of being gay? It's a, that it's would be why. In- it takes away it takes away from the gay community. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen it, one of the most trending, um, hashtags on Twitter over the last 
week, two weeks, has been LGB drop the T. I firmly believe you are correct. But I firmly believe this because the T, if you will, has attempted to usurp, to make what wasn't theirs their own, and then come over the top rope. So Wick, Wick, Rick Westhorpe on Twitter put it this way. The T hitched a ride a few years back, invited itself for dinner, and is trying to make out that it was always lived here. It didn't. Pride marches, protests, and LGB rights happened without the T. I remember I was there. I also remember the T wasn't. And what you will normally see here is not that uh, people who are in the drag world or the, the, the small percentage of the actual T's that are out there, right? You don't see those individuals doing most of the activist work. What you are seeing are the leftist, the, think about this, BLM Inc., right? One of the things that we noticed about what they had talked about is that they want to protect the black, queer, trans community using the language, right? Using that. And it's not about, that, that wasn't a thing 10 years ago. That wasn't a thing five years ago. This is about the far-left activist crowd using a population for political gain. Another way, um, you know, we, we see this about the, the, to your point, right, the lesbian and the gay community. They exclusively like the other part of them, right? So the G likes other men. The L like other women, not men pretending to be women. They want, the T's have so overplayed their hand that they want us to believe that men who play women should be attracted to men because they're women. No, 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 no. More importantly, women who are trying to be men should be attracted to men because they're men. No, 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 no. That's not how this is supposed to work at all for us. By the way, um, I don't know if you caught this or not, but I don't think the uh, LGBT community can just drop the T. Why? Because then it's LGB. Right. Let's go, Brandon. Good point. But I, if, I want you to think about this, because here's another argument. We didn't sign on for this, bleep. We don't want kids groomed. Not wanting men in our spaces or to have sex with certain genitalia does not make us transphobes. We promised it wasn't the slippery slope that they feared. You took advantage of our goodwill. It has gone too far. That's a lot of what uh, that community actually believes if you speak to them. And we live very close to the the uh, the old boys town here in Chicago. So we live very close to that community. And that's what a lot of people are saying here, Pat, is hold the bleep up. But my argument back to them is 
bullshit you didn't groom people. Bullshit. I also point out to them, your first experience in the gay community, was it with another 16-year-old? Nope. It was probably with somebody well into their 20s, right? A five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year difference between the two of you. They groomed you. It wasn't about you exploring your sexuality as it is with teenagers. They were grooming you into a culture. They weren't grooming you sexually. They were grooming you into a culture to let you know this is what you're supposed to be and this is what you're supposed to do if you're gay, if you're lesbian, right? These are the, the lanes you need to stay in. They were grooming you culturally, not necessarily sexually, culturally, because you had to become part of the activist crowd. You had to become democratic. You had to become this. You had to become this. This is the box that you fit into until you start exploring that, wait a second, my sexuality does not define me. And it's those people. It's the Guy Bensons. It's the uh, Dave Rubens and, and all of those people who will tell you that this exists. So I don't necessarily believe that to be true, but they don't believe in the sexualization of little kids on a, on a scale that the T's do. They don't believe that. And most importantly, they don't believe in enforcing upon them sexualization necessarily in terms of, well, if, if you're a little more effeminate, you must be gay or you, you must be trans, you, you, you know. The, the trans community really has taken it to a level of, well, if you don't fit into the patriarchal gender roles, you must be trans. No, I don't also have to be a lesbian or I don't have to be gay to, to like the musical theater, right? I don't have to be anything to do anything. It, 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 it's the same stupid American, you know, America first, bitch. Uh, sports argument. Oh, you like soccer? You're you're a you're a pansy, or you're an anti-American. Soccer's anti-American, is it? <laughs> you don't like lacrosse, and lacrosse is one of the most American sports of all time, right? I mean, it's literally a sport that us in Canada invented. Oh, by the way, Native Americans invented the damn sport, right? Oh, America first, bitch. It's, it's the same kind of mentality. Drives me crazy. Anyway, Pat, um, do you have one more truth or fiction for us today? Truth or fiction, Donald Trump will be arrested and indicted before the 2022 election. Truth. And I think this okay, is a three-pronged truth. Number one, I have to look at this politically. You head him off at the pass of him attempting to announce a run for the presidency in 2024. I think he was getting this close to doing so, and he might still attempt to do it. But if you are Merrick Garland, if you are the Joe Biden administration, what is your goal here? Your goal is, is not necessarily a conviction. Your goal is to make it so that he can't run in 2024. And how do you do that? You tie his ass up in litigation for the next two and a half years. So you have to charge. You cannot swing the stick that you swung, right? And not hit it out of the park. Because if you do that, 
or if you don't do that, right? If you if you swing and miss, if you if you go down swinging, right? You never get another chance ever. You're done. Now, the the second reason that I believe this to be true is where are they going to charge him? DC 90% democratic, right? Of course they're going to find a venue that is favorable to them. And then thirdly, Donald Trump is sloppy. He has always been that way. He is sloppy. He finds a way to wiggle himself out of things. But this is about not allowing him to run for president in 2024. This has nothing to do with garnering a conviction. He will be arrested. He will be indicted for whatever the hell they could, you know, when they threw that and casted that net, right, last week, whatever the hell they can find, whatever little technical thing that they can find or not, they will find a way to do it. They couldn't get him when he was president for any of the stuff that they wanted to because it was all fake. It was all not real. This has the potential to be real. This is the closest I've seen to Teflon Don Trump actually having an issue. And furthermore, Pat, remember, this was happening at the same time as Donald John Trump is about or was about to be deposed for a trial for uh, potential tax issues in New York. You don't think that the people of New York and the, the DOJ have been discussing things? They know in New York they ain't going to get them. They know it, right? This raid doesn't happen almost simultaneously to that deposition on coincidence. They're going to get them. And, and, and what I mean by get them is they're going to make sure that he doesn't run. And how do we know that? Because also, the third prong of this, Pat, the polls. He has become more likely to beat Ron DeSantis than he was before. You would think with an indictment coming down the road, most people who were leaning or thinking about Ron DeSantis would go that direction, right? Would go, hang on a second. Hold the freaking phone. Do we really want to deal with this shit again? No. Instead, they have gone the opposite direction. It's made Donald Trump more politically palatable instead of less. That's the ultimate miscalculation here. So again, they better, they're better, if, they're, if they swung like they swung, they better have made contact. And the contact that they're going to make is they're going to find a way to indict him and thus make it impossible for him to run. Is he really going to run as an indicted person for president of the United States of America? That would be the dumbest thing that he could possibly do. What, what say you on that? I would say truth because it's politically expedient for them to do so. Um, by, by doing so, um, it, it's like you said, they have to find a way to prevent him from running in 2024. And if if they have anything that could potentially sway the upcoming election, they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. So this is 
is not just about there's a long term and a short term game here. One is to influence the 2022 election. The other one is to prevent Donald Trump from running in 2024. So, yeah, yeah, I, I do think as long as they can make sure that it is politically expedient for them to do so, they're, they, they, they're going to. And they actually kind of have to now because, like you also said, too, they, they put this in motion with the Mar-a-Lago raid by not doing it is political suicide for the Democrats. Oh, absolutely. They will not sniff. If they want the fundamental transformation of America, right, this long march through the institutions that they've completed would be for nothing. Because the American people, as long as we've talked about things here on the show, we have talked about the GOP being a dead party, right? It it really exists only in name. Its base versus the people who have the power are two different entities they don't exist as one but if the democrats swing like this and miss because the american people by and large believe this to be a banana republic move right they believe this to be beyond the pale at this point it is a large and significant number of americans who believe this to have been wrong okay and then they get nothing out of it the democrat party sets itself back 60 years it does. The American people will never forget this. It's just that simple. And with That's that, Pat, any final thoughts? Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And the, they, they better have the goods. And of course, please be safe, be kind, be smart. Matthew 547. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.